Good day, everybody. We are back with Christian Democrat with another episode on immigration. This is the third and final episode on immigration that we'll be doing, for at least for now, until maybe some other aspect pops up. But at least to lay the groundwork, and this is this is probably going to be the first episode where I'm really going to talk about being or uh, an issue, talking about an issue where I, I really do side with the Democrats over the Republicans. Really, we've been laying a lot of foundations so far as far as how you ought to think about politics as a Christian and your approach to, to, to this issue of immigration. But I haven't really laid out, you know, why would I be a Democrat over a Republican? So quickly, let me review. In the first two episodes, we talked about, I talked about being compassionate on immigrants uh, out of the Bible, pulling some, some passages out of the Old Testament and New Testament on being compassionate for immigrants, which I think a lot of our current policy does not show compassion. And then secondly, we went through some of the, the political talking points that people on the right like to use a lot that aren't really based in fact or in reality. And so we, we take those ideas and what, what are we going to do? What, what should we actually do about immigration? Well, Again, let me let me go back to the last podcast. Let me start there, talking about amnesty. Estimates say we have 10 to 12 illegal immigrants in this country. What do you do with them? You can't send them all back. We don't have the resources to do that. Can't put them in jail, even if you wanted to. We don't have the resources for that either. And I, I don't think that's a compassionate thing to do, but even if you wanted to put them in jail, can't do it. So... The only way forward is amnesty. That, that's the only thing you can do. The only thing you can do is set up some sort of program where you say, if you stay here for two years, if you get a job and you're a productive citizen, you don't get put in jail, you're going to be able to become a citizen. So, something along those nature. You, you can debate the finer points of, of exactly what should be required to, to become a citizen, but, but something like that. That's the only way forward. And the problem is that the base on the right is so against that idea that we can't get a, any deal done because that, that's the only deal that's on the table. That's the only thing that can even happen. But yet the right is so far against it that we can't make any progress on this. So realizing that that's your only option, I think, is a starting point. Secondly, uh, how do you really deal with, with some of this stuff? I, I the, the other broader issues the, of comprehensive, when I talk about comprehensive immigration reform, we certainly need that. We do need to have a secure border. Uh, I think a wall is, is foolishness. I think it's campaign speak. It was to rally crowds and not to actually work and be functional. Uh, I don't think, I think there are places where walls have, are helpful and those places have already been built along the border. I don't think the places currently, uh, we need walls that uh, you have imminent domain issues of seizing people's land, you have rugged terrain, it's difficult to build walls, and, and frankly, you just don't need it. The, the cartels aren't coming across on those points. They're coming across on the points of entry for the most part. And even if you build a wall, I mean, you've seen on the news all these tunnels that they use, right? <laughs> People who have millions of dollars will just build, just dig a tunnel under your wall. I mean, these aren't, these aren't the, the, some sort of hoodlums on the street corners, you know, these are these are sophisticated operations uh, with millions of dollars of resources and manpower. Uh, they they will find a way around a wall. It, it, it's just a matter of time. So, but we do need to find, have more security. We need you know more people, more electronic sur surveillance and things like that. We we do need to know who's coming into our country. I don't think there's hordes of criminals coming into the country, but there are some. So we need to be able to to figure that out. We need to 
sharpen up the ports of entry and you know try to make the the drug sensing materials there uh, work a lot better so that we could prevent the, that that's where most of the drugs are coming in through the ports of entry another issue is the visa overstay issue two-thirds of the illegal immigrants are in this country because they just overstay their visas so I, I don't really know what to do about that um you know, do you just make it that if, if you're here, you, you provide a pathway to citizenship like I talked about earlier so you, you can stay and we can fix that? Or do you uh, maybe track the people a little heavier so that you know where they're at? So if they do overstay, you can immediately kind of grab them and deport them. I'm not sure. Maybe you can leave a comment for me and, and tell me what you think. Uh, but certainly somewhere, you, you've got you've to change that. You can't allow you know, all these people to continue just to overstay their visa and, and not either send them back or let them become citizens. You can't have this sort of halfway thing. Clearly the DACA, most, most people agree the DACAs uh, should be allowed to be citizens. Uh, again, it, it's just simply the compassionate thing and the right thing to do. They're human beings and just brought here, you know, when they were young. The... Family separation is just a terrible, terrible policy that this administration, probably the worst policy. I mean, it's, 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 it's the one, of all the things I dislike about this president and all his policies, this is probably the worst. This is the one that, that makes me step back and think God is going to judge us as a country for doing this, for ripping people apart from their families. That is not treating them like the native born, despite the fact that they say, oh, well, if you're a criminal here, you get taken from your family. But... You don't get taken from your family for breaking uh, procedural laws, for speeding, for instance. You know, if I, if I murder someone, then yes, that's different. But if I just am speeding, if I jaywalk, if I park in the wrong parking spot, you don't get ripped from your family. Uh, and clearly they had no intent um, to even put the families back together. They didn't keep track of them. Um, they're, they're incompetent or just, you know, have, have malice towards these people. So some of these children will be without their family the rest of their lives. They will never see their families again because their parents chose to, to come across the border and try to seek asylum in this country. And that, that's just a terrible, terrible sin. On our country. I can't, it's hard to think of a, a greater sin our country has committed in the, in the last recent memory um, than that. And, and it, it's sad to me that Christians aren't standing up more against that. You know, I've heard people essentially be like I don't you know Christians saying I, I don't care I mean who cares they're, they're illegal immigrants you know well they're people made in the image of God how do we show love to people if we rip their families apart even if you say we, all those people need to be deported and sent back even if that's your position okay I, I disagree with that send them back as a family you know don't <laughs> don't rip the families apart it was clearly a deterrent strategy by the administration to keep people from coming here to say you're going to lose your kids if you come here um, and it's, it's, it's very, very sad and it's, um, sad day for our country. Um, sad day for people to not be able to see how bad of a thing that is. It, it does expose, I think some of the racism is still left in our country, um, even in the church. So that, that's a policy that, that clearly needs to end. Um, yeah, so I think if you, if you're a Christian, you know, and you're praying, we need to be praying for these people. You know, if, if you're a church, a church organization, you need to find ways to, to help some of these families, maybe even reconnect them 
Uh, if you're on the border, you need to find a way to be able to maybe house some of these immigrants and show them compassion while they're while they're being processed by the State Department. That that's another area that could be sped up is is to hire more judges, hire more uh, processing social workers and things like that. Uh, I, I've had people tell me that you know their relatives from Mexico, you know, applying legally to come to America, and there there's a a timeline on the website that you apply and it tells you okay your your application will be processed in, in this amount of time and some of it says it'll take a hundred years it says on the timeline it says this, this process this application will be processed in a hundred years so so clearly <laughs> that that's not a real good way to, to come into the country and then that's part of the problem if 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 you say oh, i want to come to america okay you, you go with the legal route and it says it's going to take a hundred years well, you're just going to come across the border because the the system itself is encouraging that. The system itself is not giving you a fair shake to even be processed to have your application looked at to legally come into this country. So that's another huge piece that a lot of the things, ironically enough, that we're doing um, encourage illegal immigration. You know, by not having a process set up to speedily process applications, it encourages people to illegally come across the border. Building a wall. People get scared that, oh, maybe the United States is going to close down and we're not going to be able to get to the United States. Encourages those people on the bubble of whether they want to come or not to just illegally cross the border. So, uh, again, and, and it becomes political fodder. You go back and forth, but, but no one ever actually solves a problem. That's one of these wedge issues, again, that it's more profitable for politicians on both sides of the aisle to not actually solve the problem, to just be able to, to kind of preach from their pulpits their message to their base to get them riled up to come out to vote than to actually solve the problem. You know, commit to figuring out ways to handle visa overstays, commit to securing the border, commit to processing people in a timely fashion. To do these things, then what do they have people to come out and vote for? You know, people aren't as likely to vote for you once you've done something like that, as opposed to just saying, you know, on the right, you say, well, look at all these terrible criminals coming across the border. We got to stop them. And on the left, you say, well, gosh, we have to have compassion on people looking at all these terrible things that are being done. We need to have compassion on people and you get people to come out and vote for you. Either way, so it's unfortunate. But um, those are my thoughts and those are, you can clearly see I'm leaning to the, to the left center there on that. But it comes from a point of compassion. It comes from a point of dealing with facts and not fear about what's happening on these issues. And I think the doing that is not with beyond our means comprehensive immigration reform is not beyond our means but it's certainly something that our politicians don't seem to um, be able to do very easily without hurting their bases so that, that would be my last exhortation to you I guess as a Christian to really push your congressional leader to fix some of these problems that are fixable and not just to continue to rail against them and use fear to drive people out to vote so that's my take as a Christian Democrat. Uh, next time, I think I'm gonna we're gonna start a new little mini series on socialism. Socialism seems to be really big right now. Everybody's talking about it, whether it's good or bad. And I'm gonna talk about why socialism is good. So stay tuned, and I'll be talking about that next. So everybody have a blessed day. I'm out. <laughs>